Hello, this is Dan Jones again with another quiet talk for you. Don't you hate it when you're minding your own business and somebody comes along and interrupts you and wants to completely change your agenda? It's amazing to me that there are folks who just assume that whatever it is they want from you is more important than whatever you happen to be doing at the moment. I'd like to tell you the story of a man who was minding his own business and doing his work in peace when somebody came along and demanded that he stop what he was doing, leave where he was, and do something totally different with his life. If you haven't figured it out yet, the one doing the interrupting was God. The fellow who got his life turned upside down was Moses. You know the story of Moses. He was born in Egypt while the Israelites were slaves there. Because he feared their growing numbers, Pharaoh ordered that all male children born to God's people be killed as soon as they were born. The Bible says that when Moses was born, his parents saw that he was a beautiful child. In faith, they put him in a little waterproof basket and set him afloat on the river. The daughter of the king heard him crying, felt sorry for him, and adopted him as her own son. Moses grew up living as royalty in that great empire, but he knew he was not Egyptian. So when he was 40 years old, he tried to show his own people that he wanted to save them from their bondage but they didn't accept him as their their deliverer. So when Pharaoh learned that Moses had killed an Egyptian while defending a man of Israel, he had to flee. He wound up in Midian, where he met a man who became his employer and father-in-law. For another 40 years, he lived in peace in that land. He became a shepherd and was apparently content just to forget about Egypt and all that had happened to him there. But God had other plans for Moses. He appeared to him in a bush that was burning but was not consumed. And in that encounter, he revealed his plans for him and for the nation of Israel. He said to Moses, it's time to go back to Egypt and be the deliverer that you wanted to be so long ago. But now Moses wasn't so excited about this idea. I don't know of any other man in history who so resisted accepting the mantle of greatness. He argued with God quite insistently. He said, what if they don't believe me? What if they won't listen to me? They may think I'm making all this up. So God said to Moses, what is in your hand? Moses looked down at his hand and then looked up at God and said, A rod, my shepherd's staff. It was really just a stick. It wasn't anything fancy, but it was the main tool of his trade. You couldn't be a shepherd without one of these things. But what did that rod mean to Moses? That rod in his hand represented Moses' life. It represented what he had done for a living for 40 years. It was how he supported his family. This shepherd's staff had really become a token 
of Moses' Moses's identity. So God's command to Moses was rather jarring. He said to him, throw it down. God, I can't throw this down. It's, it's who I am. It's my life now. God said, throw it down. So Moses threw it down. And then suddenly he saw what it really was. This thing he was holding on to was a threat to all that God had for him. For the rod became on the ground a poisonous snake. And just like I would do, Moses ran away from the snake. But God said to him, Now pick it up by the tail. If you know anything about snakes, you know that if you pick one up by the tail, the head, which includes the mouth and the fangs, can get you real quick. But that's what God said to do, and that's what Moses did. Miraculously, when he did this, the snake became a rod again. But in this process of transformation, Moses' rod became something very different. When he left Midian to return to Egypt, it doesn't say that Moses took his rod with him, but that he took the rod of God in his hand, and that's what he called it from then on. It was with the rod of God that Moses struck the river Nile before the eyes of Pharaoh and the waters became blood. It was the rod of God that Moses held up over the land and brought the other plagues down on Egypt, and finally brought that great empire to its knees. It was this rod that Moses lifted up over the Red Sea, and the waters were divided so that the Israelites passed over on dry land. With the rod of God, Moses struck the rock in the desert when there was no water, and enough water gushed out for the whole nation and their children and their cattle. And when Joshua and the people fought against Amalek, Moses stood on the mountain above them, and as long as he held up the rod of God, Israel prevailed. That thing which represented all that Moses had been, all that he had trusted in, became in God's hands a mighty tool with which Moses did mighty works but he first had to throw it down before God. What's in your hand, my friend? What is it that you're holding on to? Human beings try desperately to cling to their lives, to all the things of this world that they've learned to trust. We're afraid to let go. We don't want to suffer loss. But the fact is, someday, every one of us We'll have to let go of everything. Everything that life in this world has meant to us will be finished. We won't be able to hang on anymore. Jesus said, whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. Are you hanging on to your life? Throw it down before God. Yield it up to him now. You will do it now or you will do it later.
If you give up your life to Jesus now, you will gain eternal life. If you will not give up your life, you will ultimately lose it. God wants to use each one of us in this great work of the kingdom that Jesus announced when he began his ministry. He wants to do works of power through us. Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son, If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you truly believe Jesus, then you will give him your life. You will transfer ownership of all that you are and all that you have to him. And in his hands, your life will become a living testimony to his greatness and power. Heavenly Father, thank you, God, that the opportunity is ours to give you our lives, to lay down everything before you, Father God. Help us to throw down before you all that we're holding on to, all of the things of this world that we can only have for a short time anyway. Help us to give them up to the will of God, to the purposes of God, that you may take us and transform us and use us to do great works for your purposes for your kingdom, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. In his precious and holy name I pray. Amen. My dear friend, please contact me if you have not already at father.danjones at outlook.com. Please send me an email. I would like to add you to my email list if you're not already on there so I can send you notices of these uploads on Mondays and Thursdays. And just be a blessing to you in any way that I can. God bless you for listening.